Successful people learn how to make their mind work for them. I'm David Nagel, and this is the Successful Mind Podcast. before in life that we have to have an attitude of gratitude. And I want you to really think about something that I'm going to share with you, that the more you begin to understand this, the more that you're going to watch your life change rapidly. We all understand the law of cause and effect. That means that every effect that we have in our life has a very specific cause. And it, it, has, it has also been taught in various different ways through self-improvement and professional development that as we are working on achieving the success that we want, we have to do it with an expectation. We have to expect the success to occur. And over the years, people have always asked me, how do you, how, you know, what is that, ener- that energetic level of expectation. Can you describe it to me? And here's what it is. It's gratitude. Now, gratitude, when we're grateful for something, it is a cause set in motion. Success or the things that you want in success are, let's say there's something that you don't have in the material world right now. Maybe you want more money, a bigger house, nicer cars, a better partner, or the you know an ideal partner. Uh, you want better, better, better state of physical fitness. Um, specific goals that we that we want, but we don't currently have. When we become grateful for those prior to having them, we are setting up a cause set in motion because we're acknowledging the idea that it's already here. We're also setting up the expectation that they're going to come in. When you're grateful for something that you don't currently have, you're expecting it to show up. This is very important. So I want to, I want to share with you Chapter 7 of The Science of Getting Rich, uh, Gratitude. He starts off by saying that the illustrations in the last chapter will have conveyed to the reader the fact that the first step toward getting rich is to convey the idea of your wants to the formless substance. So we have talked about that throughout the program, and the idea is that we're consistently clear on what it is that we want. We have to be clear because clarity is what we're sending back, we're sending to to the universe, and then clarity is what we get back as an effect from the universe. When our thoughts are fuzzy, our results are fuzzy. When our emotions are fuzzy or confused, our results are fuzzy or confused. So then he goes on to say that this is true. We have to be clear. And you're going to see that in order to do so, it becomes necessary to relate yourself to the formless intelligence in a harmonious way. To secure this harmonious relationship is a matter of such primary and vital importance that I will give some space to its discussion here. I will give you instructions which, if you follow them, will be certain to bring you into the perfect unity mind with God. Now, I want to pause here for a moment and give some clarification on this. Because this is one of the things in 
uh, the science of getting rich that I actually disagree with, uh, only on how Waddles has written it. I think that he understood this, but I think that he was writing it from a place of trying to help people understand something. However, a hundred years later, since the book has been written, it has been, it has been a, a point of great confusion within the spiritual community, the self-help community, uh, and how we're actually practicing these ideas to become more of who we really are and to uh, uh, really manifest more of what we are. We are never out of harmony with God. We are never out of harmony with the universe. We're always in harmony with it. Um, we have the ability to choose, which is the greatest power that we have. Choice is a creative power. It gives direction to that which we think, how we feel, who we're being, what we're doing, and what it is that we're, we are receiving. What Waddles is talking about here is to bring ourselves into harmony for the thing that we want to acquire. And in order to do that, we have to practice an attitude of gratitude. The opposite, of course, is when we practice the law of resentment, if we practice the law of anger, if we practice the law of disappointment, we put ourselves in harmony with the things that we don't want. Those are the energetic principles go, that goes with the things that you don't want. And of course, there's more to that. I mean, there's, there's, there's more energies with it. But for the thing that we want, the energy that we want to put to, in harmony with that thing is actually uh, gratitude. So the whole process of mental adjustment and, a, and attunement can be summed up in one word, and that is gratitude. First, you believe that there is one intelligent substance from which all things proceed. So money comes from God or the universe, and it comes through people. That's what that idea is explaining. Secondly, you believe that this substance, the universe or God or spirit, gives you everything that you desire. Now, that's an important belief to acquire, because if you don't believe that, then you actually believe that the things that you want literally come from people or some other ideology like luck or, or circumstance. He says, and thirdly, you relate yourself to it through a feeling of deep and profound gratitude. Again, we're being grateful, okay, uh, specifically for the thing that we want. We're always in harmony with God. We're always in harmony with spirit. Nothing can come, nothing that comes to us can come from some other place because there is no other place. He says, many people who order their lives rightly in all other ways are kept in poverty by their lack of gratitude. Having received one gift from God, they cut the wires which connect them with him by failing to make acknowledgement. Now, it's easy to understand that the nearer that we live to the source of wealth, the more wealth that we shall receive. Okay, so again, let me change this a little bit. We're always near to the source of wealth. We're never not near to the source. We can't be separated from source. We're always in harmony with source. But we can distance ourselves from the thing that we want from source by not being grateful, by being dissatisfied, 
by being resentful, by being disappointed, by being hurt, by attaching ourselves to stories and energies um, of, you know, not taking responsibility, complaining, uh, that type of thing. And then we bring in more of what we, what we don't want. So it's also easy to understand that a soul that that a soul that is always in great uh, that is always grateful. I'm sorry, lives in closer touch with the awareness of God than one who never looks to him or her in thankful acknowledgement. Um, people are always trying to blame what they don't want in their life on someone or something else. Being grateful really says God, universe, spirit, infinite intelligence, I may not understand the thing that I'm experiencing, but what I do understand is that it is absolutely necessary for me to have this experience for me to move to the next place in my life. He says, when good things come to us, the more grateful we fix our minds on the supreme power, the more good things we will receive, and the more rapidly they will come. The reason for this is that the mental attitude of gratitude draws the mind into closer touch with the source from the, where the blessings come. So we're becoming more and more aware that that is where it's coming from, that the cause and effect of the things that we want, that what we desire, and who we are are coming from God and through people. Now, if this is a new thought to you, that gratitude brings the whole mind into closer harmony with the creative energies of the universe, consider it well, and you will see that it is true. The good things that you already possess have come to you because of certain laws. Gratitude will lead your mind out along the ways by which things come. And it will keep you in close harmony with the creative thought and prevent you from falling into competitive thought, which is envy. Now, if you, if you experience envy uh, or jealousy in any way in your life, that comes from the idea that somebody has something that you don't believe that you can have or that you can be, or that you can do, or that you can experience. And that is absolutely not true. We are all born with uh, some measurement of all the talents that there are and all the gifts that there are locked up inside of ourselves. Gratitude is one of the keys that opens those locks that allow us, us to experience the things that we truly want. Gratitude alone can keep you looking toward the infinite and prevent you from falling into the error of thinking that the supply of riches is limited, and to think that would be fatal to your hopes. There is a law of gratitude, and if you are to get the results that you seek, it's absolutely necessary that you should observe this law. The law of gratitude is the natural principle that action and reaction are always equal and in opposite directions. The grateful outreaching of your mind in thankful praise to the supreme power is a liberation or expenditure of force. It cannot fail to reach that which it is addressed. 
And as a result, God responds with an instantaneous movement toward you. Now, people have heard me say for a long time, you can change something and you can change it very quickly. Or the thing that you desire is already here and you can begin to experience it immediately once you acknowledge and become aware of that desire. So how is that? Because being grateful sets up the expectation that is required for an instantaneous response of having the things begin to move toward you. It's like you become a magnet to the things that you want. He says, draw nigh unto God, and he will draw nigh unto you. That is a statement of psychological truth. And if your gratitude is strong and constant, see, clarity also, also is right in there, right? It can't be strong and constant if you're not clear. If your gratitude is strong and constant, the reaction in the formless substance, which is spirit, energy, God, the universe, will be strong and continuous. In other words, it will continue to come into your life. The movement of things that you want will always be toward you. He says, notice the grateful attitude that Jesus took. How he always seems to be saying, I thank thee, Father, that thou hearest me. You cannot exercise much power without gratitude because it it is the gratitude that keeps you connected with the power. And Christ always said that before he performed whatever miracle. So it was a power, powerful expectation of what was about to happen with a grateful attitude prior to the doing of the thing. He said, but the value of gratitude does not consist solely in getting more blessings in the future. Without gratitude, you cannot keep from being dissatisfied with things as they are. The moment that you permit your mind to dwell with dissatisfaction upon things as they are, you begin to lose ground. Why? Because you begin to lose your joy. You begin to lose your joy. Once you start to become dissatisfied or disappointed in things, it steals your happiness. So you fix your attention upon the common, the poor, the squalid, and the mean, and your mind takes the form of those things. You will then transmit those forms or mental images to the formless. Thus, the common, the poor, the squalid, and the mean will come to you. Now, I want you to think about something. It's very easy for us to shape an image in our mind of things that we have had experience with in our past. If we hear that there's not enough, that there's not enough for me, that it's difficult to get a job, that it's difficult to make a lot of money, that there's a lot of people that are poor, um, whatever it is that you repeatedly heard growing up in your life and had experience with, it's very easy to create that image. So all you need is the suggestion of that kind of an, of an idea, and your mind will form that image. So you want to be very careful not to surround yourself with ideas or things or people that are consistently reflecting those images. To permit your mind to dwell upon the inferior is to become inferior and to surround yourself with inferior things. On the other hand, to fix your attention upon the best is to, round, to surround yourself with the best uh, 
and to become the best. Only you can control what it is that you are allowing in your surroundings. The creative power within us makes us into the image of that to which we give our attention. We are a thinking substance, and a thinking substance always takes the form of that which it thinks about. So whatever environment that you place yourself in is going to cause you to think certain things, and you begin to form those images and become the person that is in that environment. The grateful mind is constantly fixed upon the best. Therefore, it tends to become the best. It takes the form or character of the best and will receive the best. Also, faith is born of gratitude. The grateful mind continually expects good things. An expectation becomes faith. The reaction of gratitude upon one's own mind produces faith. Every outgoing wave of grateful thanksgiving increases faith. The person who has no feeling of gratitude cannot long retain a living faith. And as we will see in the following chapters, without a living faith, you cannot get rich by the creative method. And just so I've mentioned this before, you can pick up the book, The Science of Getting Rich, um, you know, on Amazon or, or someplace on the internet. It's, it's all over the place. Just try to get an original copy with a lot of, uh, without, in other words, get one of the copies that another person has not interjected a lot of themselves into it so that you can really see what Waddle's words were. And then you can study other variations of it if you wish. It is necessary then to cultivate the habit of being grateful for every good thing that comes to you, to give thanks continuously. And because all things have contributed to your advancement, you should include all things in your gratitude. So let's say that you're going to run a race or a marathon uh, at some point in your life. Be grateful that you're going to finish it. Be grateful of the place or the time that you want to place uh, within that race. If, let's say that you want to lose weight or reach a, a, a specific um, a goal in your fitness, be grateful for it before you do it. You're setting up the expectation that it's going to happen. You align yourself with the energies of that goal or that outcome. If you desire a specific amount of money, be grateful for it before it comes into your life. And also be grateful for the positive things that you have to do in order to acquire that money, to open the doors and the channels by which the money flows into your life. If you're in a relationship with someone, be grateful for the positive outcomes. Set up a positive expectation of how you want the relationship to go, who you want to be in the relationship. Do not waste time thinking or talking about the shortcomings or the wrong actions of people, politicians, governments, or other problems that are happening in the world. Everything that has to happen is actually happening so that all things can happen at the right time. All that you have received has really come because of the transition that the world has been making. Do not rage against corrupt politicians. If it were not for politicians, we would fall into anarchy and your opportunity would be greatly lessened. God has worked a long time and very patiently to bring us up to 
where we are in industry and in government. And God is going right on with God's work. I believe that God will do away with plutocrats, trust magnets, captains of industry, politicians, as soon as they can be spared. But in the meantime, they are very necessary. Remember that they are helping to arrange the lines of transmission along with where your riches will come to you. Be grateful for them. This will bring you into a harmonious relationship with the good in everything, and the good in everything will move toward you. And you also have to remember that there is good in everything. Um, there always has been a tremendous amount of problems that happen in our world. Today, we are more aware of them on a, red, on a regular basis because of technology. Technology brings us information uh, that is going on all over the world instantaneously. Um, before we had that technology, uh, you probably never found out about the things that were going on uh, around the world. Uh, they had no way of, of communicating that to other people. So we, we absolutely remained ignorant. The biggest problem that we have now is that it dominates the media waves. So there's actually very little good that's coming through the media, and our mind is completely surrounded with the negative. It, it could cause us, if we're not careful, to fall into an idea that everything's going to hell in a handbasket, and that's not actually true. Everything is happening, happening exactly the way that it needs to happen for the not just you, not just me, not just the country or the state that you live in, but for everyone in the world to reach a specific level of awareness. Some are much ahead of others, but everything is happening exactly the way that it must happen. So you have to be grateful for it. And remember, it brings you into the harmonious relationship with the good that is in everything. And good, there is a measure of good in everything but you have to train your mind to see it. Consistent gratitude helps that training, that shaping to take place. And as you do that, everything be then begins to come to you. Thanks for listening to the Successful Mind Podcast. And if you like what you heard and you want to know more, go to davidnagel.com forward slash free stuff.